What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. One, two, three, four. Welcome to Ticket Weeknights. Okay, here's the deal with Nicole. Live from Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. She's just going to tell it like it is. Nicole is, uh, she's very wise. Sometimes you're not going to like it. Here is your host, Nicole Griffin. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday. Hope you're doing well. Thanks for tuning in. And if you're listening on the radio in your car and you don't know who's talking right now or what you're listening to, this is the Ticket Weeknights with Nicole Griffith. So thanks for tuning in. Don't change that channel. It's like commercials when they're like, we'll be right, like the news. We're like, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with a final look at your weather. (laughs) Don't turn that dial. How dare you. Don't change it. Great show so far. I run out of adjectives to say sometimes, but fun fantastic. show. Fantastic. Fantastic. Phenomenal. Good show. It's <laughs> it's May 16th. It's glorious outside. Husker That's softball's playing in the playoffs. Playoffs. And then, you know, we just turned on some baseball, and I just saw Justin Verlander, and that mm. man looks like a grandpa. Does he look old? He just looks like he's been around a long time. How old is Justin Verlander oh, nowadays? Here goes Nick. Go- Nick the Googler. You can't say anything. Oh, the Cubs are up. I, up 2-0. to zero. Jan, y- Oh, now it's three. Mm, bottom of the first. Yep, there's the notification. Anderson Simmons. Uh, Justin Verlander debuted in 05. He is 39 years old. I... I don't love this, but like how in sports, it's like, he's so old. He's 39. He's 39. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going off on Google. It's the like oldest. quarterbacks in the NFL. We're like, he's 30, 33. He can't do it anymore. It's like. Well, so here's what's interesting. I mean, the oldest Major League Baseball player right now is Albert Pujols, who is 42 years old. So. And he just went back. Yeah. He, for one final season. Did you see him pitch the other day? No, but I saw a tweet that okay. the Nebraska baseball game had been going so long that Albert Pujols is now pitching for the Cardinals. 
Yeah, it's uh, so Albert Poole is 42 years old, finishing up his last year this year. So Justin Verlander's close. What do we think of retirement years? Like going back to a city where they started, or it just being known that this is your last season. I think it's I think it's good for some players. Like I think it's good for Albert Pujols. Um, I think it depends on you have to be a special type of player to earn a retirement tour or like a farewell tour. I didn't know how I don't know how I felt about the Coach K one. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I'm going with it. I don't know how I felt about the Coach K one. Like it was cool in the games against North Carolina and throughout the NCAA tournament because you knew like these are these are some big time games that Coach K is coaching in um, because he's not going to be here coaching next year. However, I don't know. I mean, it was like this is the last time Coach K will face so and so. Yes, it's and like, I'm like, no, no, really, really, he's, I'm shocked. I'm shocked that he's not going to when when you retire, you're not going to coach against Missouri next year. Or, ACC school, Virginia, next year. Okay. I, I was like, don't bring up Virginia Tech. No, absolutely not. We need to take a sabbatical from that. Yes, I agree. I don't know if I love them because it's like, I, I get the content. I get you wanting to make news packages and doing mm-hmm. news features and documentary style videoing the last, not the last dance, but quote unquote, their last dance. The last ride. One, the last ride that they're yeah. doing. But I think it can get dangerous because you're like flirting Mm. the line of entitlement to win in your last hoorah and so it's like the best thing that North Carolina could do was beat Duke at the last regular season home game in Cameron Coach K's last game in Cameron and then also knock them out of the March Madness tournament and it's like it was a huge deal because it was coach like they made it this huge production about it and then it's like people are like well i want him to win it one more time you know for his last time and it's like i don't like that narrative because okay. then people that will maybe tom Izzo will be like well now i'm retiring next year and it's like oh one more for Let tom me win. yes and i don't really love that i love the jay wright just peace out which shocking I, I, we we've never talked about that going to retire holy smokes peace out like jay what you were he yeah, was you the were next, fine. He was the next it coach. Yeah, but he like also like Tim Duncan. He's my favorite NBA player. San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, yeah. It's, so that's a random fact about me. But like, he, you like the San Antonio San Antonio Spurs? Uh-huh. So like Tony Parker and everybody. Yeah, those Whoa. are like how I fell in love with basketball. Wow, that's interesting. Also, I never knew that. Becky Hammonds from my hometown. That's right. That's right. So shout out Las Vegas Aces. Shout them out. Um, also I have a Las Vegas Aces shirt, so you have merch support officially a fan support women's athletics. Um, but anyways, I, he resigned or retired, whatever. Mm -hmm. And like, was just on a piece of paper and just like submitted it simple and then walked out with like a grocery sack, which is like what had his wallet in it or something. It's just like, that's what I want. I don't want these big productions because then it's like, they're not dying. It's not like it's yeah, their. Come on. They're, it's not their farewell death exactly. tour. And then it's just like I don't want the narrative to be well for his last like or her their last time like I want them to win it. It's like th- that becomes a title and I don't like that. I don't know if I like farewell tours in music either. <gasps> oh, interesting. We could we could tie this into that, but like 
Like so, Elton John. Yes. Uh, why? Because wait, I feel like there's you could have so many farewell tours. Because when does a tour actually stop? When the last date of the tour is done. So before, so before you go on tour, you actually set out yeah. how long this tour is going to go. Okay, so maybe that's. So like, have what you if ever he's, seen what that? What if he's three fourths of the like on t-shirts and stuff? Yeah, that's okay, like so what that last, was, that's what that okay. means. So I figured I knew I, I figured that's what where it was where they were playing and stuff, but. That's like the stop. I, I always feel like you could go three quarters of the way through the tour and him be like, listen, him or her be like, listen, I'm just not ready to go like walk away yet. Mm-hmm. Let's go on another tour. And nobody's going to stop him. The farewell L tour. Yes. The next, yes. The last tour. The second to last tour. Yeah. It's like when the, what is it? When hell freezes over. Mm-hmm. Is that the Eagles? The Beatles? Who had that? It's it's one of them. I'm not going to Google I just, it. I just remember <laughs> my dad had a CD in his car, and it said "When hell freezes over," and it was a bad word. Oh and yes, in the car. Yep, you couldn't and, say hell. And so I don't know. Sorry, sorry to all the listeners who know what I'm talking about, and I don't know, but it's like, or or when Queen broke up, and like mm-hmm. Freddie Mercury was like, "Peace out," and then they get back together, and then yeah. they do the the tours well, again. But our, the one thing, sorry, no, real it's quick, okay. about Elton John's farewell tour is I'm sad because he was going to do it. It started and then the pandemic started and he was going to come to Nebraska and okay. he did. But he came when I was his, it got rescheduled, Elton John's farewell tour, which is what he's on right now. And I went to a wedding in California. If you guys remember that when I was gone. I do remember that. That's the bachelorette party. That's the wedding. And then yes. I was just in Atlanta visiting her. Oh, are they good? They're good. Awesome. Yep. Still married. Still married happily. Yep. Two two months after. One month after. But I couldn't go to the Elton John rescheduled concert here because I was at her wedding. Mm. And now she gets to go to his tour at Dodger Stadium and oh. go see him. And I don't get to see him. So a little that that hurts. And um, so that stings a little bit. Elton John's like first performance. In America? I don't know. There's some connection to him playing in Dodger Stadium and him playing there as his last event. Speaking of farewell tours, are we ready for this next football season with Tom Brady? No, it's annoying. He like t- it's gonna be it's going to be maybe as bad as they come. Tom Brady's he is becoming the villain in my book. It's like die wow. the he- die the hero or live long enough to be the villain. To see your yeah, that's and he's becoming annoying now. He lies. He straight he, up yep. lied. Straight up lied. Didn't I mean? Do you think this was planned for him to come back? You think he did this on purpose? Well, yes. Like why he was in a bet with someone or someone owed a ton of money, and it's like you better mm. retire. And like then he's like, "JK, I'm not." And then um, now I'm signing a ten year deal. Hang out with Unreal. your kids. Unreal. Hang- you don't want to hang out with your kids. You're married to Giselle. Yeah. Go to a private island and go away and buy an island buy your island go away and stop retiring and unretiring and it's just it's all he's such a like i tom brady is taking over tiktok and i'm annoyed of him i'm annoyed of him on twitter yes and he talked about the tuck rule being a fumble he said that tuck rule was a fumble (laughs) ha 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 come on like go away Go yeah, away. I'm, he's getting paid to be an announcer whenever he does decide to retire. $375 million. For 10 years. It, it, I don't. Unbelievable. Do Like, one of the things about broadcasters, as I'm like in, I'm like not 
I'm like a cousin of the broadcasting industry, right? Like I don't do. Well, you're broadcast news. I don't do play by play. No, I don't but, do. But broadcast news, so yes. you're something close, yeah. So I'm trying to say this, like I'm in the industry, but I don't really have. I have favorite broadcasters, but I'm not like okay. I am only going to listen to Fox because Tom Brady is at Fox. That's a good point. Because the games are on different channels. I, I'm I'm watching. I'm tuning in for a game. I'm not going to tune into. I'm not going to watch a game because. Um, Chris Collins, I know, like Chris Collinsworth or yep. Al Michaels or all the, uh, Joe Buck. I actually do enjoy Joe Buck. I like Joe Buck, especially during the like. I like Joe Buck a lot during the World Series, during Major League he Baseball, and just, that's that's what I'm gonna like. I'm gonna miss Joe Buck during the World Series. It's gonna be weird this this coming up or this upcoming year. Um, but they they got Joe Davis, who used to be the Dodgers broadcaster, to kind of fill his role. Joe just so. seems like a guy who sits there with his arms folded yep. and his feet are up, and he's just like, and a solo home run. Yes, like he just you can. I I I know some people. There are some not polarizing broadcasters, but there's definitely like ones who have their quirks, or or yeah. people are like opinionated about certain ones. And I I like Joe. I'm Team Joe Buck. I like so not I, Team Tom Brady being. Getting three hundred seventy-five million. Well, so million now what's interesting is now like the the broadcast world is having to become like a competitive. Bi- it's a it's a straight up competitive business. It's and we're, already we're competitive. Learning, we're learning more and more about it now because I mean ESPN steals Aikman and Buck because they wanted to keep that team together. You have Romo and Nance on CBS, and now you're going to have to have Kevin Burkhart and and Tom Brady. Like it's it's straight up super competitive right now to see who can get the best analyst with the best play by play guy. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting, I mean, and the money just is outrageous. Did you see, Drew Brees is out after a year at NBC. He's done. I yeah, those are the reports. Interesting. So, so uh, the milkman says this on on the text line four zero two four six four five six eight five. Hi, milkman. Uh, milkman says this. Thank Why is you. His name milkman. I don't know. Maybe he's delivering milkman. Why is, that's what it's like saved as. Yeah, it's the milkman. So when you say unnamed texter, it's there's... it's just the number. They have not told us to name them anything. Hmm. Which I mean, we'll, we can always put the plug in right now. If you want to get a name on the text line, just send it in. Um, no cost, and it at has all. to be approved. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, thank you. I don't know why anyone would watch a game because of the broadcaster. Here's what something I will say: Gus Johnson and Joel Klatt. I love Joel Klatt. I also love him, but for very different reasons. Yes, that's probably true. <laughs> Joel Klatt, super, super enjoying or enjoy, enjoyable to listen to. Easy to listen to. Easy, very easy listen. Um, I mean, just it's it's really, really <laughs> I have cool. a funny just Gus Johnson story. Oh, okay. If you <laughs> he milkman owns a dairy farm. Mm, good so. to know. In Nebraska, there's dairy farms in Nebraska. I don't know. I always hear. I'm about sure he'll them. follow up with it. I always hear like a dairy farm in Wisconsin, but yeah, that that would be yeah that'd be common. Anyway, yeah. so. What game was Gus and Joel here for at Nebraska this year? They were here for Mich- no, it wouldn't wouldn't have been Michigan. Um, it would have been an eleven a.m. game. I know they had the Oklahoma game because I saw them down in Norman. But here, here they were here for a game. Here it was like the be. fourth game of the season. It was early. Anyways, Nick will look it up. So we are uh, we have to get to the stadium. So Nicole Griffith, ten eleven. I work at ten eleven. I also work at the ticket. I um, shoot Husker football games on Saturdays, sometimes on Fridays, and. We have to get there th- like three hours before first kickoff. So I'm getting to work about three hours before, and then we're leaving like two and a half hours 
before to get to the stadium and it's like the whole day is would have been ohio state ohio that was an 11 a.m game 11 a.m on fox so it would have been their big noon so we anyways we have to get all set up got to take our gear you got to get checked in you got to get your band you got to you got to go up to level six. You got to go back down. You got to get a media spot on level six and a media spot on ground level. And you got to set your tripod over on the other side of the stadium so you can get in at halftime for. Po- There's just so much that goes into it that I don't think people really understand, which that's totally fine because you're like not watching. You're watching it on a national broadcast and then maybe you check in to the news afterwards. But just how you have to get all your gear everywhere and get set up and whatnot. So, anyways, we also get fed. We get me- yeah. we get medium meals, and which is awesome because the eleven a.m. games are fire because sometimes it's like breakfast pizza, and then okay. good good or it's usually sandwiches. But um, they have had some fire meals. Anyways, Kevin Suits and I are sitting, <laughs> in I like laugh thinking about it, but I also don't think it'll be that funny and it'll just be like should have been their thing. But <laughs> <laughs> just keep going. <laughs> it was so funny. So we're just sitting there on level six media room, eating our food. And then, so there are some like big names that walk through there Absolutely. that you don't really realize until Gus Johnson is walking in front of you getting a Pepsi. It's a Coke or Pepsi, whatever. He's like, it's Pepsi. It's Pepsi. It is Pepsi. Um, so we're sitting at this table and I look up and I'm like, Kevin, that's Gus Johnson. And <laughs> Kevin looks over. <laughs> he did not have his suit on yet. Yep. He did. He had like a stocking cap on. He, Kevin goes. He looks homeless. <laughs> and he just <laughs> he just hit it. Like he didn't mean it. Yeah. It just and now to like now every time we see him on TV, we just giggle because he was just like strutting in, like <laughs> toothpick in his yep. mouth, ha- like wasn't dressed up, and now I just think of Gus Johnson as being homeless every time I see him. That that's that's funny that you say that. So um down in Norman, Joel Clatt. People forget that Nick went to Norman. No. Okay, so down in Norman, Joel Klatt stay, came out with the the fanciest and coolest suit that I've ever seen. I mean, he had like it, it was one of those that has like the crosses in it and stuff. Um, sure, plaid. It's not not plaid necessarily, but the plaid design. Okay, um, super super cool suit. And they gave us Chick Fil A before the game. Let's the, go. The, the media meal was Chick Fil A, and and here you're used to Valentino's, right? Or or your Valentinos or, or like Nebraska stuff. Yeah. So when when you go somewhere else, it's interesting to see. We got like the chicken minis because it was an eleven a.m. game, so they gave us it was breakfast, so it was like chicken minis. I and love that. Yeah, it was it was delicious. The media meal at Minnesota was the only game I went on the road this past year, and they like ran out when I was up there. What, so what was it? It was Do like you know? breakfast food. Okay. So I got it was like eggs and um, like continental breakfast. Oh, okay. Type, but like a buffet kind of thing? Yeah, okay. but they were like really running out. So that day I had um, a bunch of fruit and sausage links. Oh, nutritious. Nutritious. That's like was my only option because they were, like had run out. So, And I had to – you can only – you have a window before you have to go shoot yeah. pregame. So I, I, I'm i not a print person. Who that, could, Minnesota, that Minnesota game for you was interesting. Uh yeah, I had a rough, I had a rough go. I like how I broke my phone. Is that what you're talking well, about? Well, that, but then it wasn't that the game that Scott Frost walked out, didn't have his credential, and they were like, "Hey, we need a yeah, credential." Yeah, nothing like my phone getting broke in the um. The people are like, "How did it break?" And I'm like, "It fell out of the car. I didn't drop it." Out of the out of the ten eleven car. Yeah, wouldn't be me. It just fell. It just fell. It just fell flat on its. It's an iPhone. Fell on its back, so straight okay. down, and the front. Shattered, shattered, it, but really? it, it fell on. 
was it working? I don't know how to explain. No, no, it makes sense. If, um, it just it just fell flat on its back. And then the front broke. Yeah, then the front cracked. And I was like, that's rude. It still worked. It looked like I had a really okay. cool Snapchat filter. And I like because it cracked right on my front camera. And I just got it fixed like a month ago. So I went to the Minnesota game. My phone broke. Scott Frost got credentialed with Ron Brown walking next to him. I have all of that on Twitter. And it was really embarrassing. And then um, I lost my gloves, my shooting gloves, because it was cold. I don't know where they fell out of my pocket because yeah, it's cold and then it warms up. And then they also lost the game. So it was awesome. I mean, for, for those games that you shoot, like Iowa, for example, Black Friday. Like cold? Super, super cold. How many layers are we talking about? Because is it just one layer of gloves? Because it, it's got to be hard to push buttons. Yeah. So gloves, with, with they have to be thin. A lot of layers. They have to be thin. And then um, hand warmers. Yep. But I usually wear... Leggings and then joggers or leggings and sweatpants, two socks, boots, and then like a long, like a black dry fit, like under, like a long sleeve under armor. This is my first layer. Then I wear a quarter zip and then I wear a hoodie and then I wear my winter coat and a hat and then full makeup. This is why I don't like... This is why I don't. And then like I have to the run cult. up and down the sidelines. Yes, you run it, and then and then you all sit. Everybody just sits in the post post game press conference, and you like are sweaty because you got all these layers on. You've been running all over, and it just smells like outside in the press conference room. And it's really uncomfortable because they're probably coming off a loss. Yeah, yeah. Wow, throwback to the past. Okay, we're gonna take a break, and on the other side of this break, I want to talk about something that came to mind today. Uh, is this is my opinion, so I'm going out on a like I'm you know I'm doing the radio thing. Hot take. I want to talk about how Nebraska lost out on high recruits and transfers, i.e., Dylan Rayola and Baylor Shireman. I'm going to give my opinion on why Nebraska could not land those two after this. Back to the ticket weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here's your host, Nicole Griffith. Okay, this segment is going to be. I'm gonna open my heart a little bit, you guys. I'm gonna I'm Vul- vulnerable, Nicole. I'm gonna do the radio, and I'm gonna give my opinion on something. And breaking news: you're allowed to not like it, <laughs> and I'm still allowed to have my opinion. And you're also allowed to like my opinion. So I just want to preface that right now. So, okay. So we could sit here and talk about Nebraska baseball and how they're not going to make a regional and they're not going to make the tournament after winning it last year. We might get into that. But instead, I want to go back. Since I was gone last week, I didn't get to talk about my best, I wouldn't say BFF, my best show, the drama series that is Dylan Raiola uh. coming to Nebraska. I was a little shocked. Color me surprised. That he didn't even make it to the summer or the spring, uh, the fall before yeah. his commitment. So, in case you have lived under a rock, Dylan Rayola has committed to Ohio State. And he is the top recruit mm-hmm. of the 2024 class. He is a son. He's a legacy. He is the son of Dominic Rayola. So, it's I, I am educated. I know it's Donovan, Dominic, and Dylan. Yeah. But... Which one comes out of my it, it, mouth? I was saying it takes. A, I, have to, I have to do the same thing where you have to like center yourself and like, okay, which one is it? I am talking about this one. So he is the son of 
former Husker great Dominic yes. Royal. <laughs> yes. And he is the nephew to the D-line coach Donovan Royola. Uh, apparently, Ohio State mm. was better fit for him. Best of luck to him. We don't need to tweet at recruits. We can wish them You're best of luck. You're saying we don't luck. need to be in their replies? Go Big Red. We, GBR. We can say positive things. Yes. We don't need to tear down 15-year-olds because they didn't choose the university you want them to go to. Anyways, my uh, so I want to talk about Dylan Rayola and I want to talk about Baylor Shireman picking Creighton. But we'll start with Dylan Rayola. So the question, what? So and I know this is kind of old news, whatever. I wasn't here last week, and I want to talk exactly. about it. Exactly. So what does Ohio State have that Nebraska does not? Hmm. I wanted to tweet that. I wanted to just have yeah. a line and be like, what? What does the? Because f- I can sit here and say. They have this, they have that, they have X, Y, Z, A, B, C. But I want to see like what the fans think of it. So you can text in 402-464-5685. What does Ohio State have that Nebraska does not blank? Ad-lib, Mad-libs, fill it in. Perfect. So I would say, my own opinion, that Ohio State provides a willing, stable program that produces talent. Am I am I too far off? No, no, from that absolutely. <laughs> so here's here's a number for you: seventy nine draft picks in the last Ohio State. Yeah, because I went through and counted. Okay. Because I had the same I had the same discussion too. And the, I can tell you right here. Well, um, Ohio State had five in the first round. Yeah, of in, this in, year in twenty sixteen they had seven in the first round. That's disgusting. I believe. Um, in, in one year, maybe maybe I'm off on that one. In one of the years they had almost close to double-digit guys drafted all before the fourth round. <laughs> yeah. That's Jeremy Jeremy on the text line says a bowl game streak. There we go. That's one. Um, and I kind of wanted to, that's just to be the column that I write. Like, yeah. if I was sip, I would so, just say ad-lib, adjective, s- fill it in. So let's look specifically under Scott Frost, because I, I actually went through Nebraska's draft picks, listed them all and everything since 2012. Spreadsheet? Not spreadsheet, just Microsoft Word. Easy. <laughs> Easy. Easy. Simple. 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 So in 2019, Scott's first year, zero. Zero draft picks. 2020, they had two. The Khalil and Carlos Davis brothers, sixth round and seventh round. So, yeah. Uh, 2021. And those weren't Scott's guys, quote unquote. Yes. If you are the head coach of a program, those are your guys. Yeah. 2020, uh, yeah, 2021 is the year we're on. Two more draft picks. Brendan Hymas in the fifth round, Matt Farniok in the seventh. Then this year, obviously, Cam, Cam, and Samari. So two two or two second round picks, which is impressive. Also, Cam Jurgens is a cool story. Moved from tight end. Nebraska guy goes to Philly. People forget. Looks to uh replace Jason Kelsey, right? Um Cam Taylor Britt. Goes to Zach Taylor. Goes team. to Zach Taylor. Cool story. Um, but unfortunately, the last first round pick for Nebraska. Oh yeah, um, Prince. Right? It would have been Prince in twenty eleven. Twenty eleven. Yes. Uh, so here we go. This is what Abu I did. Kamara. Yeah. Uh, first round, nineteenth overall to the Giants. So in the last ten years since twenty twelve, Nebraska has had zero first round picks, six second round picks, three third round, two fourth round, three fifth round, five sixth round, six seventh round. So what I should do, make a bar chart, is <laughs> color code it. 
Um, and see what Ohio State does as well. Oh, gross. Yeah, because there's going to be a lot more of On the first, this second, column, and third. You're looking yeah. at. So, thank you, Nick. I appreciate yeah, sorry, the analysis. So, sorry to sorry no, to go off, but they've no had apology. in the 70s of draft picks since 2012, and Nebraska's had 9, 11, 14, 19, 25. So I want to kind of dive into the NIL discussion. So I feel like people are saying, like, the reason for people to come to Nebraska, oh, NIL's great here, NIL. But when you're only marketing, and they're marketing more things, but yeah. when they're marketing NIL as the best reason to come to a program, I don't know if that's the best reason to come to a program. Ooh. Granted, Scott, this is a win or, I don't, we're not going to say win or go home, but it's like a win or something will happen yeah, it's season. The year. It's the it year. is a prove it year. And I just, if I was to be a, a recruit, would I rather, if I was the number one recruit somewhere, would I rather go to somewhere stable and just be another Lego mm -hmm in a piece of the puzzle yeah. or would I want to try to be the it person? And I don't know if I'd want to try to be the it person because there's a lot more, it's like high risk, high reward versus, you know, routine, stable, willing production. I, I would even argue like a guy with Dylan Riola's um, potential, he could be the guy at Ohio state, especially as a quarterback. He, he could be the guy at Ohio state. Um, I mean, look at him like like C.J. Stroud would be right now. C.J. Stroud's the guy that everybody thinks about on offense. Um, C.J. Stroud looks really, really good because of all the talent around him. So I, I think Dylan Raiola has the ability to even go to Ohio State and be the guy. Mm -hmm. But in a much I more... I mean the guy to turn yes, it around. Exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. But the, in a much more stable environment, right? Mm -hmm. It's not, all right, are we going to win more than six games this year? And is the head coach still going to be here? Are we going to win more than three? Exactly. Let's not even say six. Yeah. The amount of people who are like, oh, we got sick. When I, oh, I get that, like, gets my blood, blood boiling. boiling. Is my first year here. Uh, so this is my fourth football season covering the team. I know I don't have a ton of background knowledge. But hear me out. I, people will just fight Fight, fight, fight on we're going to win seven. We're going to win eight. We're going to win nine games. Like, wh which games are we going to lose? Yeah. How are we? I don't see us losing any. How are we going to lose those? They won three games last year. Yeah. They're terrible. And people are over it. And I'm starting to appreciate that people are starting to kind of get annoyed. Oh, it's prove it mode. Yes. Yeah, I'm enjoying it that it's prove it mode. So... Back to the NIL thing. Like, yes, NIL is great. Athletes should be benefiting off of their name, image, and likeness because all the money is going to the university yeah. and providing a ton of, co like, coaching, hirings, firings, ADs, hiring, firings, and this is not just in Nebraska, it's anywhere, um, building new facilities, invest in the students that are going there. And it's, it's proven that you have to do more than just pay their tuition mm -hmm. because – you're benefiting off of so much more well, of what they're doing. Can, I mean, I just asked Olivia and Carly earlier today, earlier on the show. It was what? What was what was a road trip like during the school year? It's play a game, doing homework in a bathroom on the bus, or doing it on the plane, or having to do a video call or a video project. Like I said, in the bathroom of a bus. Like you have to make it work. So I mean, like you said, invest in the student athletes that are basically investing time in you. 
And so I feel like I don't love how NIL has become like the marketing tool. Like I love and I the marketing yes. tool, the one and only marketing yes. tool. Yes, it's like, oh well, what, what, how would their NIL do here? Well, maybe how do they throw the ball? How do they win how games? How do they fit? How do they play here? So, I feel like, and people will be like, well, O'Shawn Mathis. Well, O'Shawn Mathis, he's different. Okay, so he, this was a business deal for him coming here. We know Steve mm-hmm. Sipple of Early Break with Sip and Jake that O'Shawn Mathis required a strong six figures. To get him to come here. Yep. That's well, I mean something. And look at like Jordan Addison. Addison, excuse me. That's strictly NIL there. Be- I- before he inter- and that's a whole nother whale of a problem that we don't necessarily need to get into. But that I mean there, like there teams are picking or poaching players. Literally now. saying, Hey, if you enter the transfer portal before they even enter the portal is have trying to lure them into the portal so then they can start legally recruiting them, that's a whole other problem. Yeah. I just, yeah. Whew. And if you're saying like, well, if people are living in a, I don't know, denial of Dylan Rayola not coming here and they're like, well, Ohio State doesn't have good NIL, I'm pretty sure it will be up to par by the time he is Whoa. on the field. And also, I don't really know if that's what matters is if he wants to win games. And if you're yeah. looking at going to a school where your dad is a legend at, which is awesome, and Donovan Dominic Rayola has his name on engraved in Memorial Stadium. Yeah. But when you're facing a team that is three and nine or the team that was in the playoffs the year before. Yeah. Well, and, and is up there every single year. I mean, playing for Big Ten championships, they, they fail expectation. Nebraska is at a place right now, think about this, that they fail expectations if they don't win six games. That's how far Nebraska's dropped. Well, and I was I covered the day by day documentary yes. that was this weekend in Lincoln, and I I couldn't really watch it because I was like shooting and mm-hmm. kind of covering it, so I only really got to see like ten minutes of it. But it, it's about Tom Osborne, and in the beginning, it's like he can't win the big one, he can't win the big one, he wins nine games, like automatic wins yeah. nine games, and that's considered a fail. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Like, think about how far Nebraska, even in even in the bow days. Nine games was was not looked enough. as a, yeah not enough because he couldn't beat Wisconsin he couldn't win in a Big Ten or Big Twelve championship at that time. Well, now it's uh, if you don't win six games, it's a fail. Whereas Ohio State, if they don't make a Big Ten title, Ryan Day's not happy. Like they are, they are mad. Like Ryan Day's not getting fired, obviously, but they're not happy. And, and so, what's interesting about Dylan Raiola that you brought up is he committed early. He, he's, I mean, it's pretty early. He's 16 years old. He's not scheduled to graduate till 2024. It's the, it's May 6th. Well, he committed last week. Yes. What's interesting, this, this kind of popped into my head. So a lot of times you'll see top high school recruits transfer to a, a better high school, a more competitively, you know, high school state or whatever. And he did that with Arizona. He's now playing in Arizona instead of, I believe, Texas. Well, what's interesting is if, Dylan Raiola chooses to reclassify to 2023 because if he somehow some way is able to reclassify to 2023 then Ohio State's not recruiting anybody for their 2023 class and he's 2024 so I don't know if there's something there that they don't necessarily that nobody else knows about that he may reclassify get to Ohio State kind of similar the way Quinn Ewers did it last year where he's where Quinn Ewers was solely NIL he wanted to leave high school 
um, for NIL because he had a million-dollar NIL deal waiting for him in, in Columbus to be the third-string quarterback or whatever. But Dylan Raiola, Just, that's literally it. And, and I remember, I don't know if I told you this story, we were talking to an Ohio State guy before the Ohio State game, and we asked him, you know, what's the deal with Quinn Ewers? Because he's the number one high school product in the country, and you don't hear about him. Ryan Day and them, they didn't want him to come early. They didn't want Quinn Ewers to leave high school early and come to Ohio State. But they were like, we have to let you because we want your, you know, we want you to come play here eventually. And yes, you have a million dollar NIL deal waiting, so we can't just tell you not to come. So they were they were not they were not happy. Now Quinn Ewers went to Texas, but um, I, I'm curious to see if Dylan Raiola does something like that where he may leave high school early, obviously graduate and do everything he needs to do, but leave high school early reclassify. and reclassify and go to Ohio State a year early. He has the talent. We'll see. It's interesting. I'm also surprised that he. Oh no, we have a pitcher down in the Astros game. Oof. Doesn't look good. He's also bleeding on his hand too. Anyway, sorry, we're watching a baseball game right. while this is happening. Um, good talk. Also, will Donovan be the coach at Nebraska when Dylan plays his first snap at Ohio State? Ooh. I hope so, because that means a majority of the staff is here, and and once again. You hope Scott Frost does not have to be left behind. Like you hope Scott, we don't. You hope Nebraska wins this year because I I don't want to cover a coaching change. Yeah, no. <laughs> My first two day weeks on the job was Tim Miles getting mm-hmm. fired. So. That's right. And then also quick transitioning to Baylor Shireman picking Creighton. I think you know the kind of the same conversation. Every school in the country wanted Baylor. He got invited to a G League camp. He could potentially sign and if or. I don't know. Do you sign? You get drafted? Yeah. So it's G League Elite Camp, and they get invited to the NBA. I don't know if it's the, if they get invited to the NBA Combine or the NBA Draft. I'm not sure. Okay. Well, anyways, so basically, he could go anywhere he wanted. He had Duke on the list. He yep. everywhere from Duke on down. Muscleman, the must bus. <laughs> Arkansas, Clemson, Nebraska, and Creighton were his top five. So, but I just think it's the same conversation for Baylor like Dylan. What does Creighton provide that Nebraska doesn't? A program with a winning culture, and they made the Sweet 16 with like negative three players this year. Unbelievable. They, t- they took Kansas to the wire with it wasn't negative, negative three. three. It was negative three. It was like six, right? Yeah. Five. It actually came down to like six or. Yeah, I think it was six or seven, but it was the, the caliber of players also that were out. I mean, they didn't have their a couple of their starters in for that game, and, and they returned practically everybody. And Creighton is now considered a national contending yeah. team. Yeah, it's 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 a bummer. I mean, that, that Baylor was was not shy about it. He straight up was like, "Listen, I, I want to go somewhere to win." And Creighton has is that culture established. Fred Hoiberg's building it right now, and he's like, "I have one year left. I need to go somewhere that I can't has start it at the beginning." Yet. Yeah. Oh, we did can't, it. You can't blame them for you can't blame either one of them, right? No. No way. No. No way. Good so chat. Don't, don't tweet. Don't tweet. Never tweet. Just actually delete Twitter. Go outside. It's 90 degrees. Plant some plants. Grow some pumpkins. Nick got a shout out on the text line. Yeah, I'm going to go see the folks over at GE Landscape. And uh, they said that they'll get me hooked up with the right soil to give even Nick a green thumb. Let's go. Okay, we're going to take a break. And then the final segment of the show, we're going to talk some NBA playoffs. What the heck happened to the Suns? Game seven at home (laughs) in a playoff yeah, game seven. Whatever. Makes sense. Okay, take a break, please. Back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.
Here's your host, Nicole Griffin. Thanks for hanging with us, guys, for the hour and 52 minutes that we've had. We have, let me look. It doesn't say yet. Not yet. When will it? It's a minute countdown. It's only ever yeah, a minute. Yeah, so we'll play the, the out. And that's the minute. And that's a minute. Okay, so I've done this show since, I think, August 16th. So yeah. it's been my six-month anniversary? No, would be more than that. August 16th, yeah. It looks like they're starting a weather delay. Gosh, I am like a squid. Or a squid. I'm like a squirrel. Squirrel. Also like a squid, which is the name of my best friend's cat. So Squid. Squid the cat. Squid. Shout out to Squid the cat. I want to bring in Harrison, our guy. Hi, Harrison. What's up, guys? You're, you have been coined. You brand yourself as the NBA guy around here. Yeah, I've for sure. In partnership with Eric Strickland, who Yeah, I can't I can't <laughs> say I got anything over him. Uh, I mean, actual NBA player there, but Actual, I mean, what tomato potato, you know, what's yeah, the difference? Yeah, C2 high school basketball, NBA pretty close. What was it called? HCC? Uh, Harrington Cedar Catholic, so yeah. Let's go. Okay. What the heck happened in the Suns Mavs game last night? Did you watch? Do you watch all games? Yeah, I try I tried to. Wow. I was actually here, so um, you flipped I was on, helping, you saw the score, yep, and you were like, uh... Pretty much. It took me... I had to stare at it for a good three minutes to figure out if minutes. that was real. That's I, a long time. I was, it was in disbelief. It was 70 to 30. I, so I turned it on, or I, I pulled up the ESPN app on the golf course yesterday. And uh, the golf league? I was no, not, that's no, tonight. No, Wednesday. Wednesdays. I, my golf league's Wednesday. But anyway, uh, I pulled it up on the golf course, and it was 70 to 32 that's with a, six minutes in the third. I was like, were, 32 points? Uh, Don Luca, I just say his first name. Luca had 27 points at the same time the Suns had 27 points. And now Pat Beverly is out of hand. Why? Have you seen all the stuff he's he's talking? He's talking about how because he hates Chris Paul. Or yeah, he yeah, hates, he hates Chris Paul. A he, lot of people hate Chris Paul. He's mad about um. He he's like, oh yeah, as the Timberwolves, we wanted the Suns. We didn't want anybody else. We wanted the Suns because nobody in the league is scared of the Suns. And and he's like telling this to Stephen A. Smith, and Stephen A.'s like, I haven't heard that. And he goes, because oh, yeah. you're not in the locker room. He's like, because you're not in the locker room. <laughs> and then he's like, it, it's so stupid. And then he pull, he pulls Paul George into it, and he's like talking about how. I feel bad for Paul George. Yes, I feel bad for Paul George because Pat Bev's like, you know, I was talking to some some of the some of the other guys in the league, and he's like, I'm not going to name any names. He's like, No, you know what? I am going to name them. I was talking to Paul George the other day, and he's just saying this on Stephen A. or Pat, and and we're just like Pat or Paul George woke up this morning confused. Like, what did Pat Bev say about me? That's so funny. So yeah, he's out of line. I saw Stephen A was tweeting like apologies. He was getting like a ton of likes. Really? Yeah. Stephen A. apologized to the Mavs. Wow. So he was like, and he was, he tagged uh, Devin Booker and CP3 in it. It was like, you guys were no shows. How are you? And I would be. I did see that. How PO'd. Can I say that word? Absolutely. You can say pissed off. This is a family friendly show. It is not. Yeah. It's, yeah, it is. Sorry. You how, can say. How uh, peeved would you be if you bought a game seven Phoenix Suns ticket yeah. and that garbage showed up and you got to see the dynasty that is Luca. Yeah, it is. Um, did you see Lil Wayne called Luca a name? Lil Wayne. Lil, Lil. you gotta have a little accent. Did I say? On did I say little? You did. I did. Oh well, Lil Wayne. Did you see he called him a name? What do you say? Okay, well I can't say the name anymore, but I can't say it on air. 
Um, but he, he, he Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne called Luca something. Yeah, he just go to go to Lil Wayne's Twitter, and I think it was like four or five days ago. He just straight up was like Luca a bleep, mm, <laughs> and I'm like Lil Wayne. Luke, oh, yeah, why yeah, did he say that? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know why. He just out of nowhere. Um, I don't know if I don't know I if uh, Lil Wayne is a big Devin Booker stan or something like that, but um. I do think Luke is annoying. I do think a lot of NBA players are annoying, but I'm sure. I think NBA is no. Okay, I'm not okay, gonna get on this. Okay, I'm not gonna done. start talking about it. Did you guys see the NHL game last night? Calgary Dallas though. Calgary won. Yes, they did. Uh, the 23 year old goaltender for the Stars. 64 saves. Yep. In in game 7 last night. I mean just no Chris help. Chris Basnet tweeted about how uh he was such a great goalie and then he lost. Yeah, I mean it, the the one I, I have mean, a no Dallas uh, bummer, Dallas Stars shirt. Oh, a shirt, not a sweater. The jerseys are called a sweater. Why would I have a hockey jersey? I don't know. I I don't know what you're like when you go to games if you are one of those people that like has to buy merch. I'm not Nathan Brennan at a that's not, Stars game. That's, that's not. Well, that is funny. <laughs> so, sidebar about that. We were at the Salt Dogs game Saturday. He bought something? He So, I had to talk him out of Go it. Go to Goodwill. There's a ton I, of stuff there. I had to talk I had to talk him out of it cuz I was like I'm a big thrifter. Big Yes. So, Saturday night was $2 tall boy night uh, at the Salt Dogs game. Why do I work on Saturdays? That's true. That's true. Um and you, the Big 10 Championship night the girls came exactly. back. They they came back. They came back from East Lansing and, and joined us in the festivities. However, I had to talk Nathan out of out of buying merch for Assault Dogs. And he's like, why? And I'm like, what are you going to do with it when we're at McKinney's? Like, what are, do you really want to be holding on to your sweatshirt or your shirt? You guys the rest went of to McKinney's? Night? I'm shocked. Did you go to Barry's right after? We did not. We went to McKinney's and then the people we were meeting up with. The wanted, softball team. Yes, they wanted to go to Iggy's. So we went to Iggy's and then Junction. And then Nick was the chivalrous man and bought drinks for everyone, but then he realized it was a discount I, I night. I bought shots, and then I realized it was bomb night at Iggy's, so discounts on the shots. So the, the nine shots that I bought were all okay. $3. That's <laughs> yeah, not bad at all. Wow, way to be chivalrous, Nick. Well, they were the Big Ten champs. They walked in, and I was like, get them flowing. Better only on bomb night. Only on bomb night. Only on uh, Saturday evenings. Well, thanks for listening for this amazing show. This has been a great. This show actually went by fast. It was a lot of fun. This was a lot of fun. I agree. Go back and listen, download wherever you listen to your podcasts. Up next, talking tens, followed by deep dive, deep end, followed by Harrison's one on one with himself. So the Harrison Orange Show. Sorry, easy. Have a great week. I'll see you guys next week. Go do something nice. Go smile. Go outside. Okay, bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.